You're listening to Hidden Battles Podcast, brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org and our sponsors, John Dot Credit Union, DCU Digital Federal Credit Union, and Roads Remodeling out of Nashville, New Hampshire. Welcome to the Battlecast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining the Hidden Battles Podcast. Uh, it's myself and Chris. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. So we have uh, Chris is on the phone. Um, he's not in the studio the night, but we're going to jump this off. We haven't done this in a while, Chris. We're going to do this again. National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-8255. Veterans press 1. We also have text to talk. You have 741741. You can text with a trained clinician and counselor. It's 24 hours. Chris, what's your favorite three numbers? My favorite three numbers are 911 and very soon... Uh, July 16th of 2022, Suicide Prevention Lifeline, you'll actually be able to just dial three numbers, which is 988. So 988 has been designated as the new three-digit dialing code that will route callers to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Awesome. Um, so while some areas may be currently unable, like currently able to connect uh, to the Lifeline by dialing 988, the dialing code will be available to everyone across the U.S., starting July 16th of 2022. Nice. Um, so that's what we got right. going on there. Also on the phone coming in, dialing in, we have a near dear friend to us. We love him. We hate him. He has a dog. It's just like he was here the other day. Uh, we have canine Sergeant Sean Welch on the phone with us. How are you doing, Sean? Good. How are you fellas doing? Fantastic. So listen, we were just with Sean. Um, myself, Chris, Sean, A.A. Ron, Danny, and Billy, we all just attended SISM training, which is Critical Incident Stress Management Training. Uh, we just uh, did that this weekend. We met some really great people, great networking, amazing training. That's a big sigh because it was long, tedious. Yeah. Um, role-playing was fun because we're twisted. We, I got yelled at. Um, a lot. Yes, a hey, lot. You're not the only one. I got yelled at, too. Yeah, that is, that is true. You actually got called out, though. I was, I, I was like nonchalantly talked to. You literally was singled out. Um, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I was having a full blown conversation with one of like the actual kind of instructors and mm -hmm. he just didn't like that because apparently what he had to say was a lot more important than what she was telling me. But the problem was, Sean, Chris and, and uh, Amy was her name. Yes. So you guys were having a funconious relationship in the back of the room, right? <laughs> the instructor made up words. Is that homogeneous oh, also? Yeah, homogeneous. Hom homogeneous. Homogeneous, heterogeneous. Um, oh, my. So he really, he was just cracking off all these words that he was making up. Um, and honestly, I wish that Mark taught the class. And Mark spoke our language. He was a firefighter. And you know what I mean? So it was a great class. Don't get me wrong. But just holy sugar, right? Um, so, yeah, we met some new guys. We met Carl. Right. Yes. Firefighter Carl. Firefighter Carl. Yep. Carl thought that he could uh, sling S with the best of them, and he decided to bump heads with Billy, our resident mm. S talker. And it what didn't go well for Sean. Uh, for um, no. For Carl, it was like I said. I said earlier, it was I felt bad for him, but I felt more you know worse for my abs because I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, my cheeks still hurt. Um, we consumed copious amounts of alcohol that weekend, and, and like I said, I don't think my liver is going to recover for a little while, but it will. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So, Sean, we wanted to have you back on because we wanted we per, first time on the interview we talked about 
your mental health. We talked about the signs, symptoms, and things that you that you were going through when you were discovering. And we want to get you back on to talk about the therapy and how you've been working and how it's been, you know, how, how you've been dealing with it. And I think like this yeah. weekend, this the weekend was great because you did a lot of peer uh, peer stuff just sitting with each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great. Um, we all were there. We we're all learning. We we're all even, you know, even playing stuff. And yeah, I mean, talk about some of the other stuff. I don't even know where to begin. Um, I've, I've done all sorts of different types of therapy, whether one-on-one group therapy, equine therapy. I, I, I pretty much hit a point in my life where one-on-one therapy wasn't working. And I wanted to try to expand on that to find something that would work. Uh, a friend of mine had brought up equine therapy. I said, that's probably not going to happen for me because I'm definitely afraid of horses. And they said, that would be perfect for you. Give it a shot. I said, you know what? Whatever. I'll give it a shot. And uh, so I linked up with uh, EIP and uh, did one of their weekends that was hosted by Hidden Battles. Thank you for that. Hell yeah. Man, I had the time of my life. I, I went I went in there the first five minutes that I was there. I was I was shaking my cowboy boots. Um, by the end of it, I was herding cattle like the Marlboro Man. You know, um, and it, it worked for me. And the only way that I can describe that it worked for me was that while I was there with the horse, I wasn't focused on anything else. I was just focused on, you know, me not getting stomped to death or kicked by a horse um, and then trying to take in. So um, Tara is the, I guess, CEO, if you will, of, of the whole program. And she's such an amazing person. And she made me feel very comfortable around the horse. And before you knew it, like, you know, she's like, you want to try riding the horse? I was like, hell yeah, I do. And uh, I ended up, I think I've attended three, three of those programs. And every time I'm up there, it's, it's like hitting the reset button for me. It works great. But I think for me personally, talking with other people, helping other people out um, that are going through the same crap that I am seems to help me the most. Well, and misery um, loves company, right? I mean, when we're, yeah, when, we, yeah, we're like, it's like a wolf pack. When you're on the wolf pack, it doesn't matter what, like where you are in a funky spot, at least for me. I find that when I'm with people who are feeling the same way I am mentally, it, it seems to help. Like we feed off each other. Like we said, we have that dark humor where this weekend all we did is laughed, right? We were just all over yeah. each other. Uh, and like I said, we did learn a lot. I think we learned a lot not only in the classroom, but I think we learned a lot out of the classroom with about each other um, and just yeah. like ripping on each other and having a great time. And, and that that's the therapy stuff for me is that group mentality, that pack mentality, that community, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also learned that um, – Chris is a really good spooner. <laughs> I did hear that. I did hear that. I, I did hear you guys snuggling. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was mating calls or you guys were snoring in synchronization. It can no, be whatever was, you want it to be. That was Danny downstairs. My God, the rocket ship. He, he literally Between Danny like, and Aaron. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so we've talked about that. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff that's coming up. And, and, we're, and, and Sean's becoming part of the Hidden Battles family. Um, more and more every day. I wouldn't say he's not part now. He is definitely part now, but it, we're getting more and more. And we're trying to start developing more of a, um, like an emergency response type of thing for veterans in crisis. Uh, and when that's in the works, we're trying to get Hidden Battles to be part of the New Hampshire SISM team. We're trying to get Hidden Battles to be part of the Massachusetts or Middlesex County Sheriff's Department uh, SISM team. There's a lot in the works. And like I said, I don't think anything happens by accident. I, by Sean, you coming out and, and us meeting you through Aaron and, and meeting you through Polly. I think it's great because now I think that you found your home and I think you found your comfort zone with us. Um, yeah. You know, because you're 
you're a, a twisted critter. You're, you're damaged like the rest of us. And I think that's great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it, it's, it's great. You know, even, even being able to call you whenever I need to talk, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I try not to put a whole bunch of stuff on you cause you know, there's about 75% of new England has your phone number. <laughs> Just the twisted you ones. Know? Yeah. 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 You know, for, for a guy who's retired, you're, you spend a lot of time working and, um, but you always seem to make time. And that means the world to me. I don't think, I don't think at this point I've ever called you when I've been in, in a full-blown crisis or anything like that, but there have been times where I've been frustrated or anxiety is high or something. I just need somebody to talk to. And we talk for 10, 15 minutes and then I'm like, okay, we're good now, you know, and uh, seeing what you guys do specifically for the veteran community is, is something that I, I would, I'd be a fool to not try to back or, or jump on this train. You guys are doing great things you know just e even the amount of money that that comes in to, to hidden battles it always as soon as every penny comes in it's got a home for a great place and a great cause mm. you know so the more I, I think the more we can expand hidden battles i think the better off the world's going to be and ladies and gentlemen i just want to introduce you to our new spokesman this is sean welch um <laughs> that last segment was brought to you by sean welch paid for by the hidden battles committee no, I appreciate that. I'm I'm that guy, just like in, in class, um, somebody started to give me some like accolades and I'm not listen, I, I surround myself with great people. Um and it's that it, we are not an individual, we are a team. Uh, and I'm glad you're part of the team, Sean. And it's like I, I just I just I just do me. And that's just the way it is. So when people say, Oh, you do great things, I'm just like, Well, well I just I'm just being me. And you know what I'm glad that it affects you and I'm glad that I've been there for you. Listen, yeah, I have I too. I have my network, I have Chris like Oh my God! I just snapped the other day on Chris, not at him, but to him, uh, about that, that a gas was a station. Very conversation. Oh my God! I literally, I was, I was going off the rails. Uh, and oh they, boy! Oh, I'm not even going to repeat it because I'm just going to give them free advertisement. But it was just, it was nasty. But it was bad. And I mean, like, I have mine, and I'm glad that I'm yours. You know, um, I'm your boo. You know, but like, yeah, like we all, we have those. You know, we all have other people we can lean on. Um, and I was, and I'm like. I'm just glad that I've I've actually found where I belong. I, I mean, I've done 20, Jesus, 28 years in uniform between the Army and the police, and and I feel that this is the most wild, worthwhile thing I've been doing, you know? And I think that the same thing with you. You're going to find that also because, I mean, you do exceptional work with the police department, but I think that when you're helping other people, I think you're making a bigger impact because a lot of people don't understand that when you help a veteran or you help a first responder— you're not just helping that first responder. You're you're helping everybody that person's coming in contact with, because you're making him yeah. a better person, her a better person, them a better person, right? So what happens yeah. is now, if you and I say this, little acts of kindness bring uh, faith in humanity back to us because we can lose it really easily, right? Yeah. So when we do that and we talk to each other and we help each other out, what happens is now I'm in a better mood and I'm going to take care of the person I'm going to engage in the next call on the next interaction or whatever. And that's going to make them feel better because now they're not going to be talking about how crappy this police officer, you know, or this veteran or whoever, you know, the interaction with it's no, it's more of a positive thing. And, and I seem to find that positive stuff is starting to spread more than negative stuff. I think people have just had enough of the negative stuff. So now yeah. the more positive interactions we have, I think it's better for society. And I think by us helping each other, it's like, I say it all the time. And I'm, I'm almost getting sick of saying it because I think people are sick of hearing it. But it's like dropping that rock in the pond. You know, the ripples go farther and out. And it's not just so much where the impact of the, the rock went. It's not the individual, that impact spot. It's the rings, yep. and, you know, that go out that are really starting to make the, you know, the impressions and in, in the difference. That's really deep. 
I, yeah, that segment brought to you by Confucius. So <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, you know, and that, that's that's one of the things that I, I've I've told a lot of people. You know, people ask me things about you know current events and everything. I said I I don't know anything about it. I, I don't watch the news. I just don't. And you know, and it's not like I don't watch it because I don't like CNN or I don't like Fox News or, or whatever. It just I just don't like the news in general. Mm-hmm. Every time you turn the news on, it's always something negative. They never start you off know? with anything positive. They never start off with like. You know, like even during COVID, everything was COVID, COVID, COVID. And and, oh, yeah. I, and I get it, it was big. But why didn't we all go right off the bat like, hey, we know we're in a shitty situation. But did you know that there were 13, you know, birthday drive-bys today? Hey, let's spend 10 minutes with clips of 13-minute birthday drive-bys for like this 80-year-old woman and this 5-year-old child. And you know what I mean? Like, why can not we start with that? No, instantly I was like, oh, the death count is at. And then like, and it's like, yep. I mean. Like I said, people are sick of that. People just want the positive stuff now, and and I'm man, I'm that same way. I just I'm done with it. Yep. So well, there's what, um. What's this COVID thing you're speaking of? <laughs> oh, COVID, right? That's when uh when people go undercover and they hide. Oh no. That's covert. Oh, that's covert. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It's it's those round metal tubes that are spiral and they go underneath bridges. Right. Culvert. Oh, that's culvert. Oh, Culvert. I don't know what it is then. Uh, it's Corona with lime. Yeah, nice, yummy. I believe that's an adult beverage. Yes, um, I believe yes. it comes from Mexico, right? See? So, small fact, fun fact about uh, Corona. Do you know why the lime is in it? Because you put it in it? I don't know. So it's not for taste. Mexicans don't drink it that way. And I say that because it comes from Mexico. They put the lime in it to keep the flies out while it's sitting on the bar. No way. Dead serious. And then we as Americans adopted it and thought that it should have a limey citrus taste to it. I mean, it's not bad. No, it's not. It could have been an accident that happened for the good reason, you know? Tastes delicious. Like me. Yeah, exactly. So, And you guys didn't know that. <laughs> wow. See, I am full of useless knowledge. I'll, I'll hit you a bit more later. Don't worry. It comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, so we were, uh, we were talking, and we're thinking um, other programs we have coming up. So we're going to be booking a whitewater tra- uh, rafting trip. Uh, we're going to be booking some uh, mountain climbing trips. Uh, we're going to do some, yeah. some, yeah, some, some beginner slash um, intermediate mountains. But we're going to do a, make a weekend out of. We're going to set up camp at the base of the mountain. We're going to do some hiking. We'll come back. We'll do some bonding, hanging out by the fire pit, um, probably picking on each other as usual. You know, stuff like that. So we have, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming up. That's cool. And yeah, if, I mean, I. I I hiked Mount Washington this year, so um, I mean, if you got something else to throw at me, so we're thinking. I've, me and Danny have gone out to um, Mount Monadnock. We've uh, we've walked out to, excuse me, Pack Monadnock, and we're thinking of uh, Mount Major was another one. That's an easy hike, yeah. Great yeah, view, and, yeah, and we're not, yeah, we're not looking to kill anybody. We're looking to, you know, uh, listen. That's what the twenty-two for the twenty-two is for. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so we have that. Um, we can only have so many events that are going to burn your toenails off, and I think uh. the 22 for the 22 is going to be that one, uh, which we actually, a lot of people ask us right now, and I'm getting it, you know, via TikTok. People wonder, how can I get to these, or how do I find out about these? You have to go on our Hidden Battles page, and they're on our events link. We post them. you gotta you got to set, like, all your notifications to get notified of all our posts. And we do a lot of posts. I think, Chris, what do we do, five posts a day? Um, I wouldn't even go five. I try to do 
at least one, if not two a day. Okay. Um, and I try to keep them very consistent mm-hmm. as what time, like what the times are for certain things. Yeah. And I know your, you know, your wife does stuff in the evening and posts extra things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could say on average, we do five a day. Yeah. Um, over the course of a week. Yeah. So, and if you get the notifications, you're going to see this, there's a lot of good stuff that Chris puts out. He puts out a lot of informational stuff. Uh, then there's some feel good story stuff in there. Uh, sometimes it's a not so feel good story, but when it comes to mental health, there is some not so good feel good stories. And I think it's a contradiction, but let's just say that they're not feel good stories. But the only thing is, is the article, if you read it, will actually help you understand some mental health situations. Um, and so those go out. We also post uh, contests that we have going. We also post the events that are coming up and we hit those often. And that's the only way you're really going to find out about these. It's that or subscribe to our email list. Um, you can go on our webpage daily and check that out, and it's got a hyperlink right to the events page too. So, I mean, realistically, that's how you're going to be able to find out. If I and, and I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about anything, but I have a lot of people say, "Hey, call me and let me know when something's coming up." I must have a hundred people that say that, and there's no way I'm ever going to remind. I'm not going to ever remember, and I don't take it personal. Even if I was to say, "All right, Chris, you take 33 of those people." And then, Sean, you take 33 of those people, and I'll take 34. It's still not going to work. So that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to find out. This year is going to be amazing. We're going to have tons of monthly giveaways. We actually are kicking off, in January, we're kicking off our uh, Unsung Hero Award, where people are going to nominate an unsung hero, somebody who's in the the first responder community uh, or a veteran who does just above and beyond for our fellow man in we're going to vote on them, and then we're going to hook them up with some prize packages. Um, currently, we're doing a hero in need uh, contest. So these are these are the things you got to keep up for because it's what we're here for. We're here to help our community in one way or another, right? And we have tons of people who yeah. aren't veterans or first responders that just jump in and constantly are helping us, like Ellen. Ellen Andre is amazing. She's our biggest sponsor. She's our biggest supporter. Um, we are now her favorite child. Like it's people like Ellen that are always there for us, and they're the ones that help the programs go. They're the ones that support us. They're the ones that get us out there and you know and preach and get on the soapbox and tell people about hidden battles. So that's realistically, you know, what we need. And for these people to jump in, not only hidden battles, but to jump in the hidden battles group on Facebook. Ding 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 ding. All right. So and like Chris, is, plug. yeah, you like that, right? That's what I did. <laughs> that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sean, so what's been new with you since we uh? Since we talked last, nothing really. I mean, I, I got uh, I got officially signed off today to be back to full duty, so my injury is officially over with. Congratulations! Why don't you talk about that? Because there's some people that don't know about your injury. If you want so to, I got I got no no it's it, it's fine. It's um it's more embarrassing than traumatic. These are the so best stories. I got, <laughs> I got called out for a canine track uh, for uh, possible suicide. I got took off into the woods. I deployed the dog. We went into the woods, and we were probably about 100 yards in the woods. I stepped into a rabbit hole. When I did that, my body fell to the left. The dog was hot on a track, so he was pulling me forward. I'm in my full get up. So uh, when I fell, I fell forward, landed. You know, I put my hand out to brace myself, and I severely sprained my right thumb. And uh, so I had to be in a little, not a cast, but a, a, a thumb brace uh, for like three or four weeks. And I uh, went back to the orthopedic surgeon today and said, I'm going nuts. I need to get back to work. He said, how's your thumb? I said, it's a, it's wonderful. I can give two thumbs up again. And uh, he said, all right, you're good to go. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, think of that. Um, now the time out of work, and you're like a workaholic, right? And so yeah, think of that. Bit. Yeah, so now what's that do for your mental health? You're sitting around, monkey brain, 
you know, start the what was me shit us. again, right? So oh, I yeah. yeah, dude, I went through that for like the first year and a half after my neck surgery, like just brutal. So I I was like, yeah, it's just yeah, we talked a lot because I knew that was gonna happen to you. So yeah, you know, you mm -hmm. you feel useless. You're, you're like, you know, just not not that long ago, like I was just full health, good to go, and now all of a sudden I I can't do this or I can't do that, and and it sucks. You know, for a while, like I couldn't even tie shoes. You know, I'm I'm a hockey coach too, uh, for kids, and they're at the age where some of them can tie their laces. Some of them can't. So they're like, oh, coach, come tie my laces. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> it's amazing what you can't do when you can't use your hand. Like I lost all control of my left hand. And the only way I knew I lost control of my left hand was um, I tried to wash my hair. And I was literally poking myself in the eye because I didn't realize, like, my hand was not opening up. So, like, when I went to I, – I guess you have to see it. I think the people on the live cast can see it. But I would take my hand to, like, like go like this. Instead, I was, like, going – and just like whacking myself in the face, and and I didn't realize how dependent of your hands that you you know you are, like to do everything right. I mean, yeah. And then you think you're like, oh, I got full strength again, and then you don't, and you're dropping things because you're not really grabbing them, you know, because your thumb is essential. Other than that, it's like a penguin sleeve or like the knife hand, right? So. Yeah, straight up knife hand. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Well, I'm yes. glad that you're back to work. Yep. You are like the coldest blooded person I've ever met in my life. Um, when we were away at training this over the over the weekend, Sean got the wood stove in the cabin up to about thirteen hundred degrees, and uh, that. it was so bad that I we felt that the chairs were going to spontaneously combust that we had to move them across the room, and Sean was and, and Sean was still wearing a sweatshirt and a parka. Yeah. We're all walking around sweating, and this one's going. He's up there like doing the toasty booty dance. Um, it was like, yeah, I, I, he's all bundled up in like sweatshirts and everything else. And he's like, now that it's like a hundred degrees in the cabin, he's like, oh, I'm comfortable. Meanwhile, everybody else is like bright red, sweating and trying to take clothes off so that they're not like. You know, we it was even, it was even to the point that people were drinking the whiskey, the three hundred and fifty dollar bottle of whiskey that you had sitting out in the ice to cool <laughs> yeah. off. Like, yeah. like didn't matter, didn't matter what people could get their mouths on to cool off, and, and we're all sweating, we're dying, and here he comes like Chevy Chase and Three Amigos, like. <laughs> Like, no, like, it was like 130 proof whiskey. Like nothing. And, which definitely had a huge burden. People were just drinking it like, oh, yeah, this is great because it was cold. It was, uh, you had that, um, that pot of water that would sit on the wood stove. Yep. Uh, to, you know, to, to kind of moisturize the air. And I think the wood stove was so hot that we went through, it was at least a gallon of water in less than 30 minutes. It was boiling. Yeah. It was actually boiling. It was boiling. a full we, boil. We could have cooked hot dogs on there. We could have cooked like pasta. Any, oh my God. Pasta. Yeah. Like <laughs> legit. It was so, it was so friggin' hot. And then, so we sit down to eat dinner and the, and my back is basically on fire. I thought I was going to like, just like burst into flames. I was comfortable. Oh God. Yeah. I know you were. I looked at you. You were happy. We're all, we're all looking like. Like we just got out of it's Sahara. Like it was bad. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be. Do you have like Raynoids disease? Maybe. As a matter of fact, I got the, I got the heat set in my house to 70 right now, and I have, I've got the uh, the little fake fireplace thing mm -hmm. on the other side of my room. I have that on. Nice, nice. Yep. Makes sense. Makes and, sense. Uh, and and I'm I'm wearing my uh, my flannel lined Crocs to keep my toes warm. Makes sense. I was going to say, Janice and Sean are like the same person practically because I'll be home 
the house will be like set at 70. Mm-hmm. We shut the heat off, whatever else at that point. She turns the pellet stove off. Next thing I look and the house is at like 87. I'm like, what the? Wow. That's comfortable. No. It's good. Yeah. Well, like I say to people all the time, when you're from hell, everywhere is cold. So that's true. true. God, that's true. Yeah, no, I'm better. But, I, I'm better cool. I would rather put more on than not be able to put any, you know, take too much off. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I like warm. I like to be comfortable. Mm. Like, and I'm an all, all year round guy. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a true New Englander. I like I shovel in shorts and a, and, a, and a hoodie sweatshirt and like my boots and socks and then. I'm not sure if there's anywhere else in the world that people actually do that while drinking iced coffee. Or I'll or I'll take a Gatorade and I'll jam that in the snowbank while I'm out shoveling. But I'm a nice yeah, coffee all year round guy right here. Yep. Yeah, me too. But yeah, and I'm not sure if anywhere else is if there any other people are as ignorant as us. I know that people in Alaska are like very, you know, climatized and they, you know, they're you know, they've been indoctrinated into the fact that it's gonna be cold like all the time. But Has the sun risen for them recently, or is they, I don't know. They, they go through how many? How, what do they go like a month of just pure darkness? Yeah, I think I think it's something like that. Yeah, and then, yeah. then they also have like another month where it's just nothing but sun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Weird. right. They have a high yeah. suicide rate up there too because mental health and and that well, whole sun down thing. Alaska. Yeah, drink and drug abuse. No, you can't even do that. Like. Most most of the places are dry in Alaska. Really? Didn't you ever watch Alaska State Troopers? No, I don't watch cop shows. I just because I don't like critiquing, and I and I I start to like I start sweating watching it. I I, I like get really disturbed by watching like cops or whatever because I'm like this is oh this is so edited. Like it, it people thought like cops back in the '90s was real, and it was like every time New Jersey they showed New Jersey, and every cop every car they stopped had a gun in it, and then they were like chasing people all the time and and everything. I'm like That's this New is New Jersey. Yeah, I don't think it was real. I think it was made for TV, New Jersey. Like, I don't know. It was like the the cops version of Jersey Shore. They were in Lynn a lot too. Yeah, actually, we have uh, we actually know a couple people that were on there. But no, like we had we also had a friend um, who they did uh, they did a try to do a car stop on 495, and it ended up in the town that I worked in, and they ended up arresting him. And my buddy was the one who arrested him. And as soon as they get on scene, like the state troopers threw cuffs on the guy again, like, just so they, it looked like they got the arrest. It was just, it, I don't know, it was just very strange. Typical trooper. That sums it up. Like, I can't watch that SVU unit stuff. I can't watch, no. like, any of that crap. I And people are like, why? It's a great show. I'm like, no, because nobody, you can't get DNA back in five minutes. Like, the guy just licked a cup, and then they're bringing it into the thing, and then five seconds, the guy comes back with his condescending, crappy sunglasses on. You know, he looks over the thing, and he gives, like, that, I'm better than everybody type of bullshit talk where he's like, well, it turns out you did kill her. Like, dude, what, 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 lab, what lab did you use? Like, Photomat? What happened? Like, how did you get that so fast? You know, and they get search warrants in 25 seconds. Like, here, sign this. Like, oh, yeah. Like, how did you get they over the... need to be signed. Yeah. Like, how did you get over the DA's office and, in, in, like, is he in the next door? Like, what happened? I, I don't know. It's just that stuff aggravates me. And even though... Yeah, I, know I, I can't. I can't even watch live PD. It's the same thing, you know. <clears throat> live PD, they'd be sitting there. They're like, "Oh, you know, we're, we'll go down to Atlanta, and you know, where they're dealing with the disturbance." And like one guy gets in the cop's face. He's like, "Yeah, screw you, man. What are you gonna do? You know, without that badge, you ain't nothing." And also, you see like that look from the cop where he's like, "Really?" Mm. And also, they're like, "Oh, now we're gonna check in with Dallas." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. No, let's stay in Atlanta. Atlanta's go gonna to be Atlanta. great." Yeah, Atlanta and Vegas, uh, where they don't mess around, like Vegas, yeah, oh, yeah. home of the choke slam. You know? Yep. So. Oh, that guy was great. 
It was a great video. I think he got sued a couple times too, but yeah, yeah but probably. It was, but it was, you know what? He should have made a bunch of money off just the sheer fact that it was a good training film. You know. Hey, keep your hands out of your pockets. It's that easy. Case law, one hundred and one. Yep. You're going to be back working with the dog, which is great. It's good for you, your mental health, which is awesome. And Very a lot of people so. don't understand that when, like, first responders, even firefighters and stuff, like, we pick on them because they sit around. Uh, you know what it is? And it's that the adrenaline of waiting. And when yeah. they're out of work, that really gets on them, too, because of the fact that they're missing that whole adrenaline kind of atmosphere that they, you know, that they're in. And a lot of people don't understand. It's like, well, they just sit around and wait. Or they're waiting for, like, something to happen. And I've yep. discussed this before, where there's actually post-traumatic stress or mental health. I wouldn't say post-traumatic stress, but there's mental health issues with people who are constantly on edge waiting for something to happen. It happens with the military. It happens with firefighters. It happens with um, nurses and stuff like that because of the yeah. that waiting, you know, waiting and waiting. And the, and the adrenaline sits there, and without that adrenaline dump, it does a lot of damage to your heart. Uh, it does a lot of stuff to your, your mental health and that that's a huge thing too. And that's why we have the heart and lung bill, right? Because the heart, yeah, just uh, it can't handle that. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's tough because you know I've actually heard people that are like, you know, why are the cops out out patrolling around? You know, mm -hmm. shouldn't you know you should be hanging out at the PD just and we'll call you when we need you. It's like it doesn't always work that way. No, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, even even sitting sometimes are running radar. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at night. You know, the vehicles sometimes either look like they're moving faster or slower than they really are. Yeah. So a lot of times, like with, with myself, I play a game. I look I look at it and go, yeah, 56. Mm -hmm. And I'll turn the radar on. And I'm like, yes, nailed it. Or, whoa, I was way off. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that's part of, that's part, part of being certified for radar and LIDAR, you know, is being able yeah. to guess three, three, mile, three miles mile per hour, hour up and yeah, up and, and down, you know, uh, plus and minus. Yep. Um, but yep. no, a good point. Corrections officers. Think of those guys. Those guys are always yeah. on edge. Like, think about yeah. walking a tier, one dude, maybe two, being surrounded by 30 people who are doing nothing but conniving and, and plotting on how to dismantle everything you're doing with yep. harm and, and without harm. Time. Exactly. Nothing but just, just playing chess in their minds of how they're going to do everything and get away with it. Yep. So that's that's another one, you know. That's a, that. Look at that stressor. So I, freaking, I would never want to work behind the wall. No I, I couldn't do it. Way, no way. Oh. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's a special type of person. That and like even even dispatch. Yeah. You know, it, it's like I, I, I can imagine that with dispatch where you're just kind of sitting there, you know, reading a book or you know talking to the other dispatchers and like all of a sudden a phone call comes in and you're like, oh my god, like it's on the nine one one line, like you know, it's just life or death, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, I, I couldn't do that job either. That, those are a special type of people, you know, and even you know, first response at times you know, they, with their dispatchers a, a lot. It's like, oh, you know, you couldn't give me this info or that's not what I asked you. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, behind the scenes, the dispatcher isn't just staring at a computer screen waiting for you to tell them to do something. You know, they're, they're already, they're pre-programmed to figure out like, okay, you know, you stop this vehicle you get a license plate. So while you're out doing what you're doing, I'm running the license plate for you. I'm figuring out who the registered owner is, all this other stuff, you know, Oh, a warrant popped up. I'm reading through that. So yeah, I, I might miss a call or two there, just like you guys do. We have to call you over and over and over because you don't answer your radio. Um, you know, but a, a, a dispatcher is that's a special type of person. Chris, um, isn't that you? Yeah. Chris, you might know something about dispatching. Yeah. I know a thing or two. 
Because you've seen a thing or two? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a thing or two. It's fun. But yeah, you know, it's it, it, same thing with correctional officers. I, I just, I couldn't be locked. I'm first off, I'm too pretty for prison. So that's why I stay out of there. But I, I, I couldn't but, sit behind the walls for but, eight but hours. You are, but you're a master Fifi builder. So you might actually do uh, I, really well there. I, you know, I, I can imagine, make I, imagine that I, side I hustle. Some cigarettes. Yeah, that's a good side hustle. You would be king of the ramen. I love me some ramen. I had ramen for dinner tonight, actually. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. We have, um, um, we, we take like loose change and like extra dollar bills and stuff and we put it in a jar at work. Mm-hmm. And our secretary actually goes down to like the dollar store and buys snacks and stuff for us with it. Oh um, <laughs> And she bought those those cup of ramens, so I cooked up one one of those one of those tough guys tonight, and I was like, you know what, this hits the spot. Are you, you guys don't eat those Hostess like knockoff Hostess like cupcakes and stuff out of there, do you? That taste like jet fuel, like mighty tasty or whatever they are. Oh no, I'm a name brand kind of guy. <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking of you eating knockoff chips Ahoy and stuff. <laughs> Little Debbie was my first wife. <laughs> you, <laughs> what, what's Tiny Deborah snacks? Tiny Susans. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of when people say, "Oh, I'm go, I'm gonna go get something out of the dollar store." I'm like, "Oh, you're actually buying consumables out of the dollar store." Like, and it's not Fanta, it's like Fanta. <laughs> it's they throw another letter in there. <laughs> like, yep. when, when did Fanta make fruit punch? <laughs> they make a fruit punch? <laughs> they, they make everything, I guess. So, but no, like dollar store stuff. I, you know what? Good for you. I'm, I, I, I would trust, I would trust ramen. I think ramen is um, probably undeniably the Asian Twinkie, I guess. Like, it's going to last forever. And you can eat it whenever, so it's going to be like an apocalyptic food. But it's literally, just add water. Yeah, you know, it's well. like that's like the civilian MRE. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. I eat god. those too, by the way. Are you okay? You seem a little emotional right now. Oh, I just, I'm freaking. I'm just having flashbacks from the weekend. <laughs> oh my oh. lord. No, no. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It, a good cry is what I need sometimes. <laughs> good. Mm. Good. No, I just need. Good. I just need someone to hold me. No. <laughs> Oh my God, that's awesome! Hey, let's take a break real quick for one of our sponsors. I think we went on a little longer than I wanted to. This podcast is brought to you by Digital Federal Credit Union, DCU.org. DCU Personal Banking Loans. What can DCU save you? See how you can save money with DCU Banking and Loan Services. Switch to DCU today. Digital Federal Credit Union offers a range of products that will save you money. Switch today for free personalized quote. All right, thanks okay. DCU for that. So. Sean, I I'm still I'm still hung up on the doll. Why don't you? I, I you can't be unique to the fact that you're the only police department that sends dispatch down to the dollar store to get you knockoff food. No, not dispatch. No, 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 no. It's my secretary. Oh, oh, oh. Pardon. Yes. Pardon. The secretary, Chris. Let me ask you a question because I know that you've done food runs before. Yep. What's the uh, what's the the choice food run, or what is more popular than other? Are we talking for snacks, or are we talking for like dinner? Hit us up with everything. With what? Hit us with everything. Tell us everything. Well, it depends on like who you're working with, because everybody's so eclectic that I work with that you know, mm-hmm. they're just nobody knows what they want anymore. So, I mean, it depends. There's always the uh, good snack foods of the 
peanut butter crackers, popcorn, Cheetos, uh, you know, all the junk food that is so delicious. Those are my favorite then, food groups. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Uh, with, with a couple hoodsie cups here and there. Oh, um, yeah. Ooh. Wait, which, yeah. what flavors, though? Of hoodsie cups? Yeah, yeah. Really you de- have... It really depends on what uh, Blue Bunny has in stock that day. Oh, no, no. You got to go straight up hoodsie. You can't go Blue hoodsie. Bunny. Yeah, no, you with can't go. With a wooden go... spoon. Yes. Oh, no, what you do, well, you blue, use the lid. Blue for Bunny all us... has a wooden spoon, too. No, no. For all us Bostonians who grew up super cheap, the hoodsie, right, used to you to fold the, the the flap over, right? You had the peel top, you fold it into like into a V, and you ate it yeah, with and that. Yeah, you eat it that way. Yeah, the wooden spoon. I I don't I don't ever recall a wooden spoon. We didn't have the blue bunny money. The wooden spoon was always like at the bottom of the freezer. So like you grab your hoodsie, mm-hmm. and then because like most of the hoodsie uh, boxes or whatever came with little wooden spoons that were um, banded together, mm-hmm. and well, just drop it. You know, yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes, like, they would place them on top of, like, one of the top hoodsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody would just grab it, and, all, and they'd all go everywhere. So, um, yeah, we would uh, we'd get a hoodsie from the freezer, and you just kind of dig down all the way down the bottom, and you'll find a package or two of the little wooden spoons. And I think we've now gone back to the root of why you're always cold. Traumatized. Yeah, some of those freezers are deep. I, did anybody ever like dump you in one and close it on you? No. Are you sure? Is this one of those things that you one of those feelings or something that you're suppressing right now? Because I'm I want to get back to the root of this this mental health. I'm always cold thing. I'm I'm not always cold. Everywhere I go, I crank the heat up. <laughs> I'm gonna say I think that Chris, I think we we've we've done some really good therapy here, and I think that we've discovered. Why Sean is cold. I think that he's suppressing. Yeah, an, I, think, I think an incident that happened to him when he was younger, somebody's like, no, reach. The, the spoons are at the bottom, Sean. Just keep reaching, keep reaching. And as he started to lean over and, his, and the fulcrum was tipped a little more towards the torso and his head, and they just dumped him in and they closed it. Maybe it was the bullies giving you whitewashes in the wintertime. Maybe. It could be anything. Or did you get like time. stuck in a walk-in freezer as a child? Oh, like on the on the Brady Bunch when they got stuck in the walk-in freezer? I, yeah. I had I had a really good childhood. I had a really good childhood. Uh, there's some traumatizing that's that's things. Answer but... my question. Yeah, answer the question. Did you see Rocky and you decided to go in a walk-in cooler to try to punch some meat, and the next thing you know, there was none in there, and you just got locked in? So, sorry, my brain is still on the weekend. We're, uh, <laughs> we're doing a podcast here, so let's let's keep this PG. <laughs> Uh, so uh no I've, I've never been locked in a uh in a walk-in freezer oh. or um a chest freezer or anything like that um oh, okay hmm. i just i avoid them because they're cold hmm. okay have you been frozen and then re-brought back to life hmm. yeah but that was like 300 years ago knew it i knew it encino man yeah. i knew i had you. bingo See, here we uh, go Okay, Bingo. Well, we figured it out. We're all set. Now okay. we can. Uh, Bingo. Hey, great talk, guys. This has been good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've made we've made some great great ground today. <laughs> I just want to thank <laughs> our sponsors. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's jump in for another sponsor. It's about that time. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Jean Dot Credit Union. Jean Dot Credit Union has been helping members in the community for over a hundred years. A credit union's mission is people helping people. And at Jean Dot Credit Union, they support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices. 
Call them at 978-452-5001 or visit online at jdcu.com. That's jdcu.com to learn more about how Jean.Credit Union can help you. All right. Thanks, JDCU. Uh, well, I apologize to JDCU for that last segment, um, but it's it's what we do. It's, it's how we cope, right? But back to the hoodsies. Chris, chocolate and vanilla or strawberry and vanilla? Which one? Ooh, you know, chocolate and vanilla or strawberry and vanilla? Yeah. I'm, I'm a traditional chocolate and vanilla guy. Okay, I'm with but- you. I I do like the strawberry and vanilla as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to mix it up a little. Yeah, you you got to mix it up every now and then. Mm-hmm. I always found that the strawberry and vanilla were harder to find than the original chocolate and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, agreed. You know, I mean, I loved my favorite ice cream growing up was strawberry. So was it when well, we'd go out to like. Friendly's in downtown Chelmsford there, right over where uh, the library is before it became whatever it is now. Yep. Like, I'd always get, you know, strawberry ice cream. That was my go-to whenever, wherever we went. And then uh, I decided to grow up, and I now just go with the most strangest, eclectic flavors yeah, you could I'm, possibly Yeah, I'm get. like, I like mine to be like stew. I want like 57 ingredients in it. You know, I'm like, oh, what's that, Rocky Road? They're like, yeah, what's in it? Oh, just turn around. Everything on this counter is in it. I'm like, oh, I'll take that, you know, like the dumpster of, of ice cream. Um, yeah, literally. But, like, are you one of those ice cream people that, um, like, the strawberry, did you like it when it had chunks of actual strawberry in it or just the strawberry oh, absolutely. flavor? absolutely. No, oh, okay. Um, Sean's shaking his head no. Like, no, he doesn't no. like the chunky strawberry. I no. like I, I just like want ice too. cream. If I wanted a fruit cup, I would have bought a fruit cup. <laughs> you are a fruit cup. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. So as far as so for strawberry ice cream, as far as that's concerned, like I think no matter which one you went with, mm-hmm. whether it was Hagen Dazs, Ben and Jerry's, um, Hood, Friendlies, mm-hmm. Briars, I'm pretty sure every single strawberry ice cream had strawberries in the ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Like, chunks. Yeah, there was of but, some yeah. some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, like, no. I grew I grew up with the Friendlies right down the street, and I also had a Brigham's. Did anybody else have Brigham's? Just nope. us? I think there was probably, like, only, like, one or two Brigham's. Um, and the Brigham's was great because that's how it was, too. Like, they had the chunk of strawberry and stuff like that, and it was, like, super good. Um, but then again, the Friendlies was amazing, too. But Friendlies was the one you had to get, like, the cool, like, Jim Dandy, or you had to get that that one that looked like it had the cone upside down on it. It looked like a dude had, like, two ears that would have cookies. So they always had like those. Uh, it's a happy ending Sunday because they always had like M and M's or something like that at the very yeah. bottom of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I know we talked. Yeah, and I know I've talked about Cavell ice cream cakes before. I'm not sure if oh, I talked God. about it. I've talked about it on my live or if I talked about it on uh, the podcast. But yeah, the guy so with delicious. the guy with emphysema talking about it, and that was the only <laughs> time in in history that you could actually market on national TV cookie puss. Like you wouldn't get away with saying anything about cookie puss nowadays, like not at all. It's too now. It'd, it'd be so like related sexually to something. It there's got to so be offensive. yeah. There's got to be like some term on um, Urban Dictionary like cookie puss, like so now. And the guy was like, he's like, and for this holiday season, you get cookie puss, and cookie puss comes at three or so today. You know, like you know what I mean. <laughs> Like and and he would do that and he's like oh my god and it was just unbelievable and well how we get on this we got on this with, with change 
dollar store food, and now Chris brought in ice cream as some of the uh, the and stuff then, that they talk about. And then me me being cold all the time. Yeah, so like, so you are cookie puss. <laughs> and Chris trying to bully me. Yeah, yeah he's cold shaming you. <laughs> yes, he is. But all right. Um. Well, I think we're off the rails on this one. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but no, I I think I, I was good to have you back on so we could talk about some of the stuff as far as like how you did with with mental health and what you did to help correct and helps you with that times, and that, like hockey is a big one for you. Like it's that yeah. activity, right? Um, yeah. And, and it, not that you ever said like, oh, hockey is one of them, but you mention it a lot, which is one hundred percent, you know, an outlet for you, you know, and and it's a, it's a great, yeah, absolutely, you know, yeah. Which is and it's funny because a lot of people sit there and they think. You know, as far as therapy goes, the therapy has to be us sitting here and trying to analyze why you're cold all the time. It has nothing to do with that. Therapy is what you do to make yourself better. Like, um, yeah. you know, hockey for you. Uh, for me, uh, reciting old Carvel ice cream commercials. Um, <laughs> you know, for Chris, uh, the ice cream debates. Um, you know, so I think yeah. I think that what makes Chris feel better is him listening to my my crap and going, well, I am not that bad. And I think that <laughs> that makes them feel better. But it, it crossed my mind once or twice. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. It does. Chris is definitely Chris has done some bad things in his life. And he's like with me now so he can get that that Mickey Mouse easy pass to heaven. So I think that's. what. Oh, he's yeah. Doing. I know he's got the yeah, bracelet. If you talk to anyone in my family, though, mm-hmm. they'll tell you that I already got the easy pass to heaven when I dealt with my grandmother. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but this is this is kind of the where am I going to sit? Am I going to sit closer to, you know, the right side of Jesus, or am I going to be in the like third or fourth row? You want the backstage pass. Yeah. You definitely want the backstage pass. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where all the good food is, is backstage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy stuck at the will call window. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who's trying to upload the app to get into heaven in the parking lot. And it's just not working. <laughs> Where's my service? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm already inside waiting for you two to yeah. show up. Like, and, yeah, and Chris, where are you? And Chris, is, Chris is trying to send us access codes and barcodes. Like, no, here's your confirmation to get into heaven. Why the hell aren't you guys there? And I'm just sitting there looking at it going, I'm not getting anything, Chris. It's just not coming through. <laughs> and Chris is like, I'm this not coming like, out to help you because I'll never come back This sounds like in. a very similar situation that just happened to you, what, like a couple weeks ago when your, every, your daughter went to, Every went to day. School? It happens every day, Chris. What are you talking about? Every day I go through this with you. Chris, I can't get into my email. Chris, I can't get into my car. Chris, I'm stuck in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Come help me. Oh. It's amazing how everything circles back. <laughs> hey, I don't have the keys for this. Or, you know, Leslie will call and be like, uh, yeah, do we do we know what the gate code is for this? Do oh, we know what this oh. is? Do you know where the key, extra key is for this? And I'm yep. just like ripping stuff out like, yep, here you go, here you go, here mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. I don't know how life. I got stuck with all of it, but okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> so, oh, my. To thank Roads Remodeling. Uh, William Rhodes, uh, they're out in Nashua. You can reach them at 603-438-5302. Putting your heart into your home is their motto. you got expert construction quality craftsmanship. So check out Rhodes. Call Billy, 603-438-5302. Let's get back at it. All right, let's wrap this one up, guys. Um, Sean, thanks for coming back on, buddy. I think Yeah, we... it's always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, there'll be more. There'll be more. We'll just have randos where we just randomly talk about absolutely nothing. Like this one. Yeah, this one's been great. Well, you know what? No, there was a purpose to this one. Um. <laughs> peer support training. Yep. Yeah, we talked about some peer support training. Yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about what makes Sean better. 
Uh, so yeah, it was good. And we went memory lane. We did some ice cream debate. Uh, yeah. I will tell you some of the best ice cream around, Heritage Ice Cream in Lowell, Massachusetts. Thank you, Bob Howard. <laughs> Ding. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. So, hey, everybody, thanks for uh, listening to the Hidden Battles podcast. Uh, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Chris. Sean, we'll have you back. I'll do be back. Yeah, and uh, Chris, thanks for putting up with my shit, as usual. Absolutely, anytime, and thank you. And I would like to thank you for reciprocating. Oh, absolutely. And uh, for everybody, once again, National Suicide Prevention Hotline, one 800 Two seven three talk is one eight hundred two seven three talk. Talk is eight two five five. So one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can text us to talk seven four one seven four one, and you can get a twenty four hour crisis line or Chris's favorite three numbers and another three numbers. So my favorite three are nine one one, which is if you're in immediate crisis, you can call for emergency services. Or uh, some places now have the lifeline, which is nine eight eight. Uh, 988 has been designated as a new three-digit dialing code that will route callers uh, to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So some areas in the U.S. you're able to already connect to 988. Um, I don't know which ones those are. I haven't been able to found, find who's uh, you know already associated with it. But as of July 16th of 2022, everybody across the U.S. will be able to use 988 to also access the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Very good. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank our sponsors once again. Thank you, Jean Credit Union. Thank you, DCU, uh, Digital Federal Credit Union. Thank you, Roads Remodeling on National Hampshire. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, 100 People Who Care. I say that right? Yeah, 100 People Who Care took Barry. Okay. And thanks, everybody else, who have given to us throughout the year. Thank you, Sean, for putting up with our crap. Thank you, iSism, for putting on some great training. I will bill you for that. And uh, I think that's it. So, everybody, uh, remember HiddenBattlesFoundation.org. If you have any comments, questions, info at HiddenBattlesFoundation.org. Check us out on Facebook. Check, was that a bark? Uh, I accidentally stepped on a speaker toy. Oh. <laughs> Somebody uh, just got home and decided it was a good idea to put the toy down. Okay. And when I got up to walk, it just landed on my I'm foot. like, there are four dogs in the rooms. That we're that we're recording, and Chris is the one that gets the squeaky toy. Yep, yep. Fantastic. All right. Um, also, uh, yeah. So follow us on Hidden Battles Foundation on Facebook. Hidden Battles Hidden Battles Group on Facebook. Hidden Battles on Instagram. That's it. We're out of here. And thanks everybody. And I'm going to cue the music. <laughs>